0: live from deep inside the tunnel club it's the vocal minority podcast
1: hello and welcome to this week's episode of the vocal minority podcast there's a ton of auditory goodness to put in your mind bellies this week Last week the boys ran the show, but the girl is back to wrangle all the latest news, from the stunning comeback against Portland, to Defoe's push for the playoffs presser, to the scary prospect of playing L.A. this week, we've got you covered. And now, to this week's panel. He can't wait to rent one of the party suites in homage to whoever is sponsor of the week to kick off the 2016 season, in July. Until then, he is the managing editor of Waking the Red, it's Duncan Fletcher. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy! Hello. Hello. He was planning to pack away all of his all-weather gear until he found out that the roof was a canopy and, you know, not so good at keeping out the elements. He is the managing editor of the Orkies. It's Tony Walsh.
2: I'm having deja vu. (laughs)
1: As Defoe has been found, good work, Mr. Hingley. Mark has returned to the VMP Studios, rested and more committed to the podcast push. Sorry, what? He's not here? Um, Mark must be getting a second opinion from another podcast. Mm. And as for me, I'm back from my sojourn from rabble-rousing on the West Coast, and ready to resume my rightful place in this podcast as the girl, aka the H-B-I-C. I am a writer of words for Waking the Red, and your host, Christian Knowles. see win a meaningful game at BMO Field, and the stadium isn't actually sold out. Does it count? Of course it counts, but doesn't feel like it some weeks. Um, so this week, however, in one of the more unlikely performances by Toronto this year, uh, they did come back from 2-0 down the first half. However, I don't really feel this game is worth all the plaudits that are being tossed about, about it. Uh, triumphant, stunning, amazing, best game ever. Uh, They've played mm-hmm. far better and more important games through the years. Honestly, it was a good game, and it was great for them to be the combat kids, but really best game ever no. uh However, we do want to talk about some things from the game, so let's let's do the low light first.
0: I'd say a low light for me, and you mentioned briefly all the comments about the wonderful sellout. This is not really a game related thing, but Having to read the million tweets coming from TFC themselves and from Don Garber at the head office, self-congratulating the league on its 113th sellout of the year. Except, you know, for the 4,000 or so empty seats. And of course, also a low light, the player I always choose whenever I use TFC on a video game, player I trade multiple players away <laughs> to get, Will Johnson, breaking his leg, missing half a year at least.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's the, the obvious law like from it all. I give a, a shout out, honorable mention in this uh, category to, uh, old Gill was, uh, very much back into 2009 Chad Barrett form mm-hmm. after a good win of games as 2010 Chad Barrett. So <laughs> that was bad, but yeah, Will Johnson is, that's yeah, not a good thing.
1: Obviously, you know, Will Johnson has to be mentioned because I was just, you know, you watch that collision you didn't think anything of it and suddenly it's like, Oh, he immediately called for something and he's, Oh, and mm. how much stretcher? Oh, Wow, what, what's happening over there? <laughs> this looks really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And sure when, enough.
0: When you see the real paramedics on the
1: bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not just the, the rent of stretcher <laughs> <sweater> carriers <laughs> that, uh, sometimes drop people. Yes. Um, it's not
2: rolling around extravagantly or it's like, no. hurting is like making a big deal. Look how hurt I am. Yeah, that's Frantically great. signaling for proper help to come. And not yeah.
1: moving. Yeah, that's usually mm. a pretty, Good, bad sign, you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, and then, for my sort of game one as opposed to that, uh, Haglund in the first half, defensive nightmare of a game that he was having, helped put his team in a hole that they shouldn't have had to dig out. Haglund
0: the horrible. If only there was some way he could have fixed that. Oh.
1: <laughs> Highlights, everybody.
2: I uh, know it's got to be the the winning goal. See, so it wasn't a great game by TFC, it was a good so comeback and all that sort of thing. It was all very entertaining, so. Uh, the winning goal is what made that possible. Very nicely taken free kick by Bradley, put it in like, just in the right area there where the goalie has to pay attention to the people who might be heading it, and then if they don't head it, it goes in. It's lovely. My highlight came from that, and it was the captain,
0: Stephen Caldwell, who was so overcome with emotion of this amazing TFC comeback that he <laughs> grabbed Timbers player Jorge Villafana in a
2: celebratory cuddle. <laughs> I'm sure he appreciated that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. Look what we did! All right. Dero was like kind of jumping up all by himself, yeah. as, if yeah. were as if he actually, was Actually, yeah. all yeah. running
0: in different directions, like there was a fire at the fireworks factory. Wow! Uh-huh. Oh, there <laughs> that's you a serious go. That's that, a, that is a big fire. That's a good graphic analogy.
1: Uh, I too had Bradley's goal, uh, accidental or not, but that's what I went with. They won the game, therefore. Uh, that's a good one to mention. Alright, so yes, the comeback was great. It was good to see them, uh, at the half. No one thought anything particularly that good was gonna come from this game, I don't think. And it's overshadowed, the narrative from that comeback has overshadowed what was a nightmare of the first half for them defensively, not just the back line, but uh, a number of other things. And it's a legitimate concern that people are so focused on, yay, comeback! That they forget that this is still not a solid team and, and this is potentially not a playoff team in any way, Uh, whether or not they managed to grind that out, we'll find out obviously, but there were some unpleasant things to watch happening in that first half.
2: Yeah, absolutely, I mean just the amount of times that Portland were just running at our defence, I don't know exactly where the midfield was, whether just Valeri through the middle or uh, that guy down the left wing, like Mark Bloom, was constantly really outnumbered with Dominic Giro, just kind of standing kind of near the halfway line watching, not helping at all. But, uh, yeah, there's uh, no good times.
0: Yeah, the Hagelin goal was your classic young bonehead defensive play. The own goal is what it is. Yeah. It happens to the it best does happen. defender. And, you know, to be clear, TFC is at best an average defensive unit. So the problem, which, again, is overshadowed by the fact, like you said, that they had this great comeback. It does change the narrative, much like uh, the Gantar goal in Chicago. Yeah. Things, the, the story changes with a, a last gasp, bigger story. Yeah. The comeback's great and all, but you can't keep doing this. They can't have, they can't expect to be able to fight back, dig themselves a hole and fight back. They're not a good enough team to keep putting themselves behind the
1: eight ball. No, I agree. It's... Talk about their this game as a character win and a game with heart and, and there's only so much that that can do. Like it's yes there there's some momentum and it builds some confidence, but you can only hang a game or hang a team on character and heart so much. You're gonna run out of that eventually. It doesn't always win games. It will Ooh. give you a game. Yeah. It will give you an opportunity, but if you're not taking what you've done wrong and playing better and just going oh well we can we come back from anything. Look at us, we're scrappy. Uh, It doesn't. It doesn't change the fact that you're making the same mistakes over and over again.
0: Yeah, it's not. The- Sanchez- done a, a good way no absolutely. by any means, but it's not a. It's not a tactic.
1: Exactly, and mm-hmm. I fear that they see it as such. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, you talk about momentum. and mean, that's basically your confidence and luck for whatever reason. They figure, oh yeah, we can definitely come back from this, and maybe it turns a, a loss into a tie or even into a win in this case, but. Momentum runs out, like luck runs out, streaks are uh, streaks, they eventually stop. So yeah, hopefully we can actually figure out a plan to be able to play well and just win a game on its own merits without some kind of ridiculous comeback soon.
1: Exactly. All right. So since we're talking about the defense, uh, and we mentioned Caldwell just for that one goal, it wasn't his fault. But for me, watching him with the waving arms thing, and we talk about it, we've got a bit named after it. But I watched him stand there more than once at both ends with his arms fairly really close to his body and then he would literally just stick them straight out. Like mm. he was doing stretching exercises or something. How mm-hmm. you know wide the fish was this big. Like it was frustrating beyond belief to have someone who is anchoring and controlling our back line do this over and over again. I mean, it's something that you learn as a kid if you're, if you're a defender or any player. You <laughs> do stick your hands up. You're not allowed to do that in soccer. And, uh, it's just, it just frustrates me, driving me crazy during the game on Saturday, so. He's an expressive Italian
0: Scotsman. (laughs) Is that what it
1: is? (laughs) I've missed that in his, uh, in his all for one. He's a strange phenomenon.
0: Uh, you watch him in a match and he often comes off as unspectacular. Yeah. A blunt, flailing object. But as we've seen earlier this year, you take him out of the lineup and the domino effect to the rest of the defensive unit is pretty bad it It is is pretty stunning so calamitous it it was calamitous yeah he's good level mls center back i'd say but what he brings to the table for tfc more most importantly obviously is the leadership and the corralling of a very green defensive unit outside of justin morrow that's a a pretty you know justin morrow's not an old man but he's got some Chops really, yeah,
1: and he's, he's a solid player. Like, yeah. I think having both of them back has made.
0: But you take, yeah, you take, um, Caldwell out of the lineup and Sir Daniel Henry or Bradley or whoever it may be. And suddenly you've got three pegs in a row who aren't good at communicating with each other and setting up the defense. And we've seen what happens without him. So yes, he's the wacky arm waving guy, but where would we be without him?
2: It definitely helps to have him out there. I mean, I think the momentum and that sort of thing. I think a big part of that is that he is now. Back in the team, I think. Yeah. You compare two games, the game against New England, they got Nelson fired 2-0 down early on after a couple of defensive shows. Exact same thing here. One game we come back, one game we don't. Is Caldwell a big part of why there was the the character, the leadership, whatever, to actually pull off the comeback as opposed to just give up like they did against New England? Maybe.
3: Now he could still be here.
2: Oh. Damn
1: it. Uh, I, I, yeah, I agree. You need, they need his leadership. I just wanted to keep his frickin' hands on his side. So one thing, uh, before the Portland game that came out was that the, the team, who all live in and around the, the, the GTA area, they decided that instead of staying at their various homes, condos, hotel rooms, whichever it is, that they would all actually stay together at a hotel. In a Really fun. Party! Party! Sleepover, team bonding, cause Ooh. let's bond with six games left. Uh, I'm not sure whose idea it was. I, I have trouble picturing it as uh, Michael Bradley's or Stephen Caldwell's. I sort of feel like it yeah, like... It won't be one of the guys with that nice house. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Loom. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was Mark Bloom's idea. Uh, looking have- around his bachelor firm. Exactly. Why don't we stay in a hotel?
2: You yeah, know, Jeremy Hall. I just want to who
1: spend some time with the guys, you know? <laughs> he misses, like, seeing the team. So, well, I stayed in a hotel before the game. Uh, and for those of you who had... Went to sleepovers in your childhood, especially we ladies. For the three of you that are probably listening, hi girls. We um, ladies,
0: A tiny women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're hours. It's awful, girls.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm not going to that comment, but I can't stop
1: laughing. So at sleepovers, you know, we play pranks on one another, and there's, there's those little, little naughty things that you do. Um,
2: <laughs> oh, well, oh, sounds exciting. My eyebrows went into my forehead. That, seriously. <laughs> Bring those down. After that.
1: Lower <laughs> no <of> those eyebrows. And <laughs> now the other one. Uh, gentlemen, what did you have for uh, sleepover pranks that the guys may have played on one another?
0: Well apparently they tried something, but it was no. a massive failure. That's it. They attempted speaking of our captain and his flailing arms, they attempted to do the classic put your hand in a bowl of water trick. But because of his nocturnal flailings, water went everywhere. Causing thousands of dollars of damage to the sweet.
1: What was that bowl of water? They try to put him into like a basin.
3: He's a
0: Scotsman. You need a good hearty bowl.
3: You
2: have to put the barley somewhere. I assume. Why not? Um, A couple of things uh, went on. Uh, First of all, Jermaine Defoe got everyone together in his room and uh, they prank called Greg Vanny. They put him on speakerphone and Defoe told him that, uh, yeah, he's ready to play in L.A. and uh, oh, how everyone laughed. Uh, The other thing they did, uh, everyone ordered room service to Mac Bloom's room. Um, he had no choice but to bag it all up and take it home to eat, as the bill that they created for him took up his entire baby food money budget for the year. So uh, that baby's dining on lobster and steak.
1: <laughs> I've heard that's good for babies. Oh, baby. yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely.
0: Years. Baby loves mini bar peanuts. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, and mini San Pellegrinos. <laughs> 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 it's, it's like a
1: nipple. <laughs> Uh, as for me, I, uh, for one thing, I, I sort of call back to my, uh, my youth. Girls have, uh, mm? yes, well, Um one of the odd, uh, things that we, uh, play one another at sleeping, uh,
2: sleepovers
1: Ooh. Ooh. is, uh, the first girl that falls asleep gets Ooh. her bra frozen. Mm.
2: Hey. What if she falls asleep in her bra?
1: Well, then that's a whole other game. Uh, um, cool. so, <laughs> so what the guys did, apparently Nick Hagelin fell asleep first and uh, they froze his chalk, which Ooh. is why Hagelin had such a terrible first half because he's still thawing out, he's very uncomfortable, and he's like pissed off at everybody. Yeah. And then in a slightly meaner prank, um, <laughs> they <laughs> they picked on D-Row a little bit. And uh, I guess, you know what, they've gone to some like, Barbecues at Dero's house, and they were a little upset that there was only barbecued eggplant and peppers on the on the menu. So they snuck some meat into his vegan snack, Oof. and they videotaped themselves doing it. And they're going to show him at the end of the year party. So that until then, secret safe, guys. We won't tell. Yes.
0: Until they try to Dero next week and he crumbles and cramps <laughs> the shock of his body trying to digest pepperoni or whatever they put in there.
1: Is said if a dog treats it as food. <laughs> no. That's just mean. Um, and of course Portland is MLS's most hipster team. And they were visiting our fair city and happened across the uh hipster enclave that is Ossington Avenue. It
0: is an enclave.
1: So I've been told.
3: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: and they observed, you know, all of the different uh hipster joints that line the streets of Ossington and thought, hey, we need to leave our mark on this city. So, what uh, new Ossington Joint did the Portland Timbers open before they left?
0: I, I saw it today. It was going by on the bus. That the Hipster Rocket. The bus Ooh, that goes to Beale yes. Field. That's the the best number one.
3: 63. It's the best bus.
0: And what it was was an artisanal hot yoga class built in a bespoke aboriginal smokehouse.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and
0: uh, it's called Limber Joeys.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, you uh, they've decided to be very sensible about things and opened up an, an employment and career planning office called uh, A Message to You, <laughs> Stop your messing around. That's directed at his hair. Time to think about future. Wait. Unless you're TFC. Yeah, <laughs> never, never. No. You have
1: no future. Uh, as for me, I didn't get the, the pun line, uh, in the memo for, for this.
0: Hipsters love puns. It's true.
1: This is so hip, it doesn't need a
3: pun.
0: Puns are the new analogies. Mm-hmm.
1: But since, uh, the barbershop cool hall combo has already been taken, they went with a barbershop wood carving, uh, establishment, and, and they took it one step further. This is how to carve wood into ironic facial hair shapes. So, you have your handlebar mustaches out of, out of oak, and, uh, a little cedar goatee. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the sideburns. Uh, of pine cones. Guma- fantastic. man birch.
2: If you go with puns, I should call it Diego Valheri. What? what? Oh, my God. Where
1: is he what? Come up with these things? Mm. <laughs> what? <laughs> and let's close Portland off with the Caldwell Arm theme in 16 words. Gentlemen.
2: Ouch. Ugh. Ugh. Jesus Christ, Gil. They're done. Ooh, hang on. Go on, man. Yeah! Whee!
0: <laughs> and I had TFC used all of the cliches as they gave 110% in a game of two halves.
3: That
1: mm. really be more of an overreaching one. Uh, five years on, they're still finding ways to play for their lives on the last day. All Let's
0: right. hope so. All right. So that is uh, Who will be this year's Sancho.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: well that was that was portland done what since we've come to the time of year that we actually care about those other teams our dedicated to watching other teams bureau is pasty white from ignoring the sun all weekend and watching hours of footy just for you dear listener here to tell us all about it is duncan with wins and losses
2: Thank you, Kristen. Uh, we'll get to all that playoff implication stuff in a moment, but uh, first off, let's check in with the uh, the big game we hyped up last week, the Western Conference's Futility Derby, and lo and behold, Colorado and San Jose tied 1-1. Uh, Colorado took the lead in the 84th minute before San Jose equalised in injury time. That stretched both teams' winless streaks to 10 games and pretty much killed off any faint hopes Colorado might have been clinging to qualifying for the playoffs. Rapids coach Pablo Mastroeni called it probably one of the most disappointing results that I've ever experienced. Also adding, the reality is it's a cruel game at times and has been for us for a while. Poor Pablo. Mm -hmm.
3: Uh,
2: Staying in the West, Vancouver took advantage of TFC beating Poland with a come from behind win over Real Salt Lake. Pedro Morales recovering from missing a penalty to take and score another penalty to equalize, then got the winner himself later on. That took Vancouver up to 40 points, back into fifth, and stopped uh, Real Salt Lake from clinching a playoff spot just yet. Uh, They're now very much in a struggle for third place after Dallas beat Seattle 3-1 in midweek action to close within a point of them. Uh, That was the Sounders' second straight defeat, and they followed that by actually conceding two goals, going behind to Chivas USA. It is Chivas, so you know what happened. Uh, <laughs> Seattle did eventually win 4-2, officially eliminating Los Amerigoats from the playoffs. Uh, worse news, uh, unconfirmed news, but uh, worse news came out uh, just literally moments before recording that uh, Chivas, uh, as per a report, uh, are going to be on hiatus for two years. Um, so that's not good news for them.
3: No, that's scary, actually. Thanks.
0: Although, don't their fans just give up anyway?
1: I I wouldn't if I were their fans. I'd be stubborn about it and hang on.
0: Ah, uh, I'm sure the twelve of them can find something else to do for two years. Well, I, I, yeah. I
1: it, it upsets me that they're doing this. So.
0: Yeah. I think it's yeah, really it's, wrong. It's, it is wrong. Indeed. But two years just makes their return
3: redundant to me.
2: Yeah, it, it's a, it's a well, it's true. Like, why even bother? Knife in the heart of any kind of yeah, we're the same franchise kind of feel to it. Yeah. But, oh, well. Um, anyway, that uh, win gives Seattle a three point lead in the West, but LA made that up on Sunday night, hammering the Red Bulls 4 0. London Donovan gained a goal and three assists, which means he's now tied with Steve Rawlson for the all time MLS assist record. Uh, more on all that later in the show, but uh, bumped New York down to the fifth place in the East, just one point ahead of TFC. Uh, also in the Eastern Conference playoff picture, New England beat Sporting Kansas City to move above them in the table. And really the Sparks have gotta be getting nervous. Uh since July nineteenth. Other than beating TFC twice and Chivas once, they haven't won a game. And uh they're now only five points ahead of TFC. So uh there is potential for them to be in trouble, which would be a lot of fun. It's rather. If, if they actually dropped out of the playoffs. Absolutely. Um ahead of them, DC beat Philly. Uh they're now six points clear at the top of the East. Uh, they also welcomed Chris Pontius back into the side just in time to ease him back into things before the playoffs start. Uh, Columbus beat Montreal easily to move into fourth place. Uh, Montreal were without Ignacio Piatti and immediately fell back into their pre-Piatti form. Frank Klopas meanwhile was annoyed enough at a penalty called for Columbus from off the ball foul on a player running into the box to receive a cross that never actually came in that he got himself sent off for complaining demonstrating what seems to be a lack of understanding of what constitutes a penalty, saying, I know that maybe Jeremy made some contact, but he's going into the corner. There's no ball played. There was no danger. He loses the ball in the corner and the guy calls a PK. I've never seen a softer PK call ever in my life. And I said to the referee, in 30 games we played, we had one PK call for us. So, Frank, you admit that it was a foul and it was in the box. I know it seems pretty By clear to me. Um, anyway, that means uh, he will be suspended for next week's when Montreal visit his old team Chicago, which fittingly will mean pretty much nothing at all to the playoff race. Uh, the impact did actually later in that same game get that second penalty of the season, but De Valle's penalty was saved, so it meant nothing. Uh, also in that game, should uh, look this up, because Columbus's Bernardo Anor had a contender for miss of the season Late in the game, a Tony Charney shot, rebounded off the post to him about six yards out. Totally open goal. Even Giobedo could have scored this one. (laughs) And he hit it onto the post. Then the rebound came right back to him, and he miscontrolled that one as well. Fantastic stuff, Bernard. Uh, No harm done, though, as the still original crew, until October 8th, when their rebranding makes them hashtag new crew, held on for the win. Uh, also in the East, Houston beat Chicago 2-0, meaning the Fire are pretty much done. Now, while well, uh, Houston lurks in eighth place with 36 points and a, still a slim chance of making the playoffs. Uh, perhaps more importantly to Houston, it looks like there's a very good chance they might lose Dominic Kinnear to San Jose before the start of the next season as the Quakes try and pull off something earth-shaking before they move into their new home next year. Finally, moving out of MLS, it's congratulations to Sacramento who won the USL Pro League in their first season of existence, beating Harrisburg 2-0 in the final. Uh, they are, of course, coached by Precky, who also got the Coach of the Year award and uh, apparently feels pretty good about himself. A couple of choice remarks tweeted out by reporters. Uh, first up, uh, Evan Ream saying, quoted Precky as saying, I believe I was wrongly dismissed at my previous job at Toronto. Uh, Jonah Freeman added, uh, If I was left alone, there's no way Toronto FC would have been where it is now. I don't necessarily disagree with him. But uh, anyway, congratulations to you, Predrag, and to Sacramento. And that will be your MLS Plus wins and losses for the week. Back to you, Kristen. Thanks, Duncan.
1: momentous news this week, or not so momentous, really a bit of a letdown, but finally, back on North American Trontonian soil, is our savior, Jermaine Defoe, he's back. He's here for the playoff push. Yes. Push for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That was a drinking game that we started the he's, day of the presser.
0: He's randy for goals. He
3: really is. <laughs>
1: no, seriously, if you've done a shot Every time he said playoff and push at the same time, you just wasted off your ass in the space of about five minutes. Uh, so he said all of the right things. Uh, he spoke to the manager mm-hmm. a lot, talking about his talks with the manager. It was an interesting presser to, to watch once they got it going up live. It was trying to be sort of look accessible, but those few times he was clearly Arms folded. Yeah, I don't want to talk to any of you, Lost. I've
0: never seen a man leave a stage as fast as him. A... So fast, right? Like, he... if he could bring that to the pitch. Almost ran <laughs> yeah. out. Because, wow, that was a darting move. I was surprised. I was yeah.
1: waiting for the usual post presser yeah. little scrum. I'll, I'll mm. talk to you for five seconds. No, no, it was it up, was, it water was, bottle, out the door.
0: It was Looney Tunes outlining smoke fast. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Just black diamonds left in the room. Oh,
1: it was
2: crazy. Oh. Has anyone seen anything of him since? Or-
1: he was at the game on Saturday.
2: Was he? Wow. I saw a
1: picture of him.
2: How precious of pitch
1: him. side or with some of the other oh. non-playing players.
2: Well, oh, then I stand corrected.
1: Well, I'm sure that's just contractual obligation. Mm-hmm.
0: It's all. He yeah. it wasn't
1: at practice. He was practicing away from the facility. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I wish because, I because
0: we have this dingy facility. <laughs> exactly. Why would you practice there? <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not like
1: everyone who comes to Toronto doesn't talk about the state of the art facility. You know, they laugh at the team and everything, but the facility.
0: Listen, the whole thing, we can say it, what he's done, where he's been, the whole thing is what we've mentioned a few times in the past few weeks. He was told to come back, play nice, play nice for the media, play mm-hmm. nice for the fans, and we'll take care of you in January. We won't get in your way. Pretty much. Nothing has changed.
1: Think he'll play again this year?
0: Yeah. So I, do, I do think will he he'll play make, this weekend. Uh, I think it's possible he could come out in a second-half sub, maybe. I don't see him starting, you know, but that's how. I haven't changed my view whatsoever because of the press conference. I just think he's been told this is what you're gonna do, this is what we're gonna do and in January you can go back to London.
1: Yeah. Oh no, I I agree hundred percent. It just and I was in no way and my mind was not changed. I would in no way felt better about the situation. It was good that I guess that he finally came back and chose to speak in I a public it, forum but I think the only
0: funny thing is about a fun is for the most part, I mean yeah, you have fans who are excited because they still want to Maybe they haven't seen Defoe live. There's a lot of apathy. I don't think fans are all that distraught anymore. It's kind of like, yeah, he's going. See Hopefully, later. Hopefully, help us get in the playoffs. Well,
1: oh, it's TFC. We're used to this. Yeah, no, but no. you would
0: have expected this one to maybe be a bit different. Why? He's the,
2: uh, it's a bloody big deal. Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, he is the biggest name we've ever had. You would have expected mm-hmm. a little more, but that is, there's never been a tremendous emotional attachment.
1: No, it, it, and a lot of that has to do probably with who you used to play for. No. I think so. I do. Leave Portsmouth out of this. Yeah. Um, Portsmouth deserves No, I don't, think, I, I don't think. I don't. Why?
0: I don't think so. I, I, no. I really don't see that. And no? and
2: No, and I, I know that club takes a lot Toronto of The Toronto crowd as a whole is all just raging anti Semites? <laughs> exactly. That's what she's saying. Yes. That's not yeah. what I'm yeah. Uh huh.
1: Stop it, both of you! You are me.
2: I don't think there's that many Arsenal fans that will be. Oh well, I'm not going to cheer for a Tottenham player. Yeah.
1: Well, some of that. I just, I just feel that because, and, and that's not what I meant. I didn't mean anti-Spurs. That's that's Duncan thing. Um, I meant it more as he's a terrible
0: cowboy. <laughs> Your horses go nowhere. <laughs>
2: they don't. So unmotivated.
1: <laughs> I think it's more that. Spurs isn't seen as one of the popular teams. So even though he is a big deal, he, he's a good player, he's a top player. I do. I,
0: I don't know. I just think it's his personality. I think from when he came here. We haven't here, seen
1: selfie Strikers in MLS before.
0: I just don't think outside of the original
2: excitement.
1: So why is Kyrian Ree more popular than.
2: Settle Lawrence been on a much higher level than Defoe.
0: Yes. And he did a lot of. He embraced New York. I mean, that's easier to do maybe than embracing Toronto, but, you know, he said and did all the right things when he went there. He was talking about loving to live in New York and loving to be part of the people. and taking, riding the subway the to, the game to the Taking the train to the match, and, yeah. blah, blah,
3: blah.
0: Okay. Defoe has never seemed interested here to do anything beyond getting hashtag goals and making the World Cup team.
2: And going back to England at every opportunity. Yeah. Right. Even, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Fair enough. We won! Whatever.
2: uh also For goodness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we're a Dallas Mavericks podcast for sure. Exactly.
2: Hey everybody, it's Bitchy Blanks. Don't call it a com
0: She's bitchy for years. <laughs> hey!
4: hey.
3: hey
1: right, everybody, it is time for everyone's favorite hashtag game. It's this week's edition of Bitchy Blank. Last week's Bitchy Blank was... The Toronto FC kit sponsor should be blank. We had a slew of entrants. Uh, we will get to the winner shortly, but first, gentlemen, what did you guys have?
2: Uh, I have uh, TFC's New Jersey sponsor should be the Agos. The logo is basically just their uh, mascot giving the finger. Mine was so
3: good
0: that it was duplicated this afternoon on Twitter by one of our followers, at LeJayba. And it is, of course, our London EPL team. It just makes sense. They're already an at advertiser. their Palace? The Tottenham Hotspurs. Oh. I've never heard of them. Yes. Mm. The Tottenham Spurs will be a great sponsor because we don't actually have to put them on the kit. We can just wear their kit.
3: Oh. Mm. Um. Or
0: wear our kit, but a full-size ad on the front of it, which is their kit. (laughs) (laughs) So it's our kit on the back.
3: Sure.
1: Slightly smaller.
2: The shorts and socks. And the back of the shirt around. That's all TFC. The front is, is right white.
0: i about 90% size. Okay, so
2: yeah. So you can see yeah. the outline of it.
1: say Because yeah. that would play in yeah. with moving the, the club's colors to blue and white, like almost every Don't, other summer. For the Argos? Else. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The Maple Leaf? The
0: seats problem. But, is of are
1: solved. The holiday hey! Like, come on. Yeah, this no. all, it all ties uh-huh. together. Uh-huh. Uh, as, as does mine, which is the Kits' sponsor should be the Blizzards. Because once upon a time, there was a team. In this city that actually won stuff. It I'm quit, more of a putting. Falcons man. I wonder you like bitchy so much. Um, Blizzard
0: came close to winning.
1: They won some stuff.
0: There are no Metros Croatia. Wow.
1: No one can be. One more than TFC. Wow.
0: Well, yeah. They had Jomo Somo. <laughs> exactly.
1: All right. This week's winner is a new entrant. Thanks for playing. Welcome to our little game. It is Jeff Bell at right Said Reds on the Twitters. And his answer is the Toronto Kit sponsor should be unfazed by failure. Mm. <laughs> <I think. Yeah.
0: laughs> Way to play with the blank.
3: But, yeah. Yes.
1: We 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 approve. Yeah.
2: Extra head nods for the Indeed. for the for the uh, for the Twitter name as well. Exactly. Right said Reds, well done.
1: Alright, so this week's pitchy blank is Toronto FC will give blank to Landon Donovan as a going-away gift. As always, please send us your answer to us on Twitter at vocal Minority Pod, no A in the vocal, or in the comments on our website, VocalMinorityPodcast.blogspot.ca, or in the comments on Waking the Red when we post it live there. Thank you all for playing. Play often. I need something to do at work. In other non-game-playing news, this week we had a... Sure. Groundbreaking at BMO. Yes, the BMO Field expansion. Time has come. But uh, there was a big production out at BMO Field grounds. There were speeches, there were suits, there were TFC players with backhoes. There was bow ties. There, yeah, was. Oh, there were bow ties. Mm-hmm. And there were failed jokes about the Argos. Thanks bow tie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think those were jokes. No, no, they weren't jokes. Yeah. He was trying to pretend they were jokes. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Grimy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was really Well, weird. if you're going
0: to dress like Steamboat Fatty, you might as well make hilarious jokes. God, it was so bad.
1: But other than the sort of lack of common circumstance, I I you had, you had to laugh while you were watching it. They were trying to make such a big deal out of it. The video was a
0: big success. The special guest.
1: That was... <laughs> that was not uh, anticlimactic
2: yeah, at all. You're going to have to make him take his helmet off so people know who it is. Yeah. And,
1: so poorly <laughs> done. So poorly uh, done.
2: I was hoping to pinball Clemens.
1: I was expecting that. But most of what was released from that is really not all that helpful to us as fans unless we have thousands of dollars to spend on a new luxury suite. Mm. Amongst the, the highlights is our, uh, our roof, sorry, our new classy canopy. Mm-hmm. Uh, which will do little to protect those of us in the south stands, or any stands, but I'm focused on the south stands, because that's yeah. where we are, plus that's where the weather comes, is from the lake, it and really, it's going to protect us from sunburn. i not going
0: to shit on it. It doesn't mean nothing. It's not great. It's not it, In the world it. of ru-
2: roofs. Talk about roof. It's not I, a in roof. In architectural terms, are there certain standards that have to be met before you can call something a roof. It has to be a roof. Why are we call this a canopy? Roof is the one word that supporters have been begging for for eight years now. If they had a chance to call it a roof, surely they would. Why are They're they avoiding the word canopy. roof?
3: Lowered expectations. Pretty much.
0: They don't want people to light it on fire. True. There are no good songs about lighting canopies on fire. Mm. I, of all the ills of the stadium, yeah. Whatever, we it would have been great to have a nice shed group, and I still don't understand why they can't give us an old fashioned side shed. But yeah.
1: Yeah. Well that's it. Why, yeah. why, why why can't they? There's well, no side
2: All to the stand. money's gone the party the, mm-hmm. suite. The, cor-
1: the corners aren't being filled in. Party suite money doesn't come
0: out of nowhere. Well there's a lot of party suites. Mm. Since you
1: mentioned the rooms
2: can
0: have a canopy.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pretty much. So yeah, part of phase one. So this is two phases or three phases, depending on which website you got to look at, how quickly after the press conference, and how fast. <laughs> yes. So phase one, all about the additional 8,400 seats with additional washrooms. Well, that's smart thinking. The uh, new, larger, full HD video board. Good, Ooh.
0: louder, clearer, screaming promotional girl.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Let's see, a new concourse on the second level, all the way around the south stands, because we're getting all those extra seats, and we need that expanded... We can't have a roof all the way around, but we'll have a concourse all the way around. New Mm -hmm. ways to take your money. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that'll be completed by May 1st. So those are the, those are really, those are the only additions that have anything to do with the people who sit in the seats and actually go to the games. But, for those of you with money and want to put your shiny sponsor on something, there will be 12 new executive suites, two party suites. Party. Party!
0: Is it like a McDonald's party?
1: Uh, like a McDonald's birthday party? Absolutely, with the ice cream cake. Sweet. All right. um, and I—did you find out what this last item was? What the hell is a loge box?
2: Oh yeah, I don't know. I oh, yeah, never got any uh, mm-hmm. answers to that. Can't that was a
0: logie box. When you're feeling tired, you can just go have a little nap. Is that
3: what that is? Logie.
2: Alright. It's just... actually a Lego box. Ah. They, they misspelled it. Ah. Now it just occurs to me. Yeah. Mm. Build mm. your own box. Oh, sure. Not a logo box. It's, it's a place to drop the kids. It could be a logo
0: box where all the extra, <laughs> extra sponsors are put they in. Just swap them out. Yeah, sure. All
1: right, what are we yeah. looking for? Oh, that one there. Okay, click. Mm. Yes. Uh, new full service kitchen for the restaurants, for the suites and the good, clubs. Good. Mm. Two new private clubs. Oh,
0: Ooh. good, good, good. A, a gated community. That's <laughs> all we need. One on
1: each grandstand because mm. they're, they're so grand. Uh, and then expansion, of course, of the Rogers Club.
2: Oh good! Oh yeah! You upgraded. What about the Bell Club? That place was grimy. Yeah, and I know. No. I, was,
1: I hated going in there. God, I always felt like i, I was gonna get seized. Yeah. Um, but part of the expansion of the Rogers Club, something that we just have to mention, is the Tunnel Club. Mmm. Mm-hmm. And this is this has got to bring joy to the players' hearts. Not I'm as sure. erotic as it sounds. Um, <laughs> The, uh, there's gonna be a, a glass wall so that the denizens of said club will be able to watch the players go from the dressing room to the pitch and back and forth. So they get, you know, they get to put on a little show as they go back and forth. You know, to yeah. quote The Simpsons, you know, wave to the people, low them kisses, mm-hmm. uh, put on a big smile, don't look injured, don't look like you're pissed off. The suits have paid to watch you go by.
2: It, it's just sad that the whole Will Johnson injury happened before the Tunnel Club could be built. Oh, I, they
1: could have seen him in all yes. his agonized glory. Like mm-hmm. that would have been worth the price of admission alone.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
1: just, you know, it's just again, it's more pandering, it's more ridiculousness. But we're not going to be in there, so I guess what do we care? Uh, phase two canopy, woohoo! I
0: don't like how she assumes we won't be in the Tunnel Club.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: Do you have millions that I don't know about? And your little Ms. Left Wing, yeah. anti-corporate, whatever. But you that's, know,
0: maybe us high flute. yeah,
1: maybe your prawn yeah. sandwich might
0: want to go straight to the tunnel club. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You go right ahead. I'll stay with the in people in our leather chaps in the, in the stands. That's that kind
2: of club, right? Absolutely.
3: Yes. Get <laughs> a little leather vest too. I have one. Attention,
2: MLSE, I can be bored. You want to give uh, me, give us, as a whole, as a sound, live from the Tunnel Club, for real. Yes, exactly. We can record an episode mm-hmm. detailing the delights the, the of the Tunnel Club, the food, the, the access, the yeah, sure, yeah. The, the mattress
3: ship, But let's talk
0: more about <laughs> this new kitchen. <laughs>
2: The canopy. Uh-huh. These amused booshes
0: are
3: absolutely fantastic.
0: My boosh
2: was amused uh-huh. all much long. This is a snort of
3: deliciousness. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, phase two: the addition of a full-size canopy. Again, it doesn't even say roof, mm-hmm. covering all seats with the exception of the north grandstand.
0: Maybe there's a wedding in phase one, <laughs> and I have to wait till
3: it's done. Interesting.
2: Interesting. But
1: why? Why? Why is the north grandstand being left out?
2: That does seem unfair that to those...
1: It seems friends. a little... God, it's mm.
2: almost like they want to save the space for something.
1: Perhaps for <laughs> the, the mythical now, now, now mythical, phase three. There's a phase three? Mm-hmm. Well,
3: no
0: I, 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 know, I
1: know, I know. Nope. It's, it's not so you could find it anywhere currently. Mm. But before it was mysteriously taken down shortly after being posted, there was mention of destruction of the north stand <laughs> that's
2: the actual <laughs> that's the word the actual Just, words. i think it was actually demolished. Demolished. you're right sorry yes. demolish the north stand and
1: partial demolishing of Partially the, south demolished
2: the south stand demolish mm. the south stand yeah
1: north stand patio would be expanded mm. and um, some portable suites will be brought in
2: for the yeah. tfc games mm.
0: are those like mini chocolate bars probably mm.
3: doesn't
1: that sound good mm-hmm. So yes, I wonder what that's all about. I have mm-hmm. no idea
0: why they would need uh, flat space at the end of the pitch. Exactly. I have no idea who yeah, could it, use that. It? I don't
1: know why we would <laughs> have to have that. But you know, that's in phase three, which apparently doesn't exist anymore. Nah, so don't you all worry your little heads about it.
2: Everything's Look fine. Look at the pictures. It's We're gonna be great. A canopy. Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway. Tunnel club. So yeah. Destru- destruction. Yeah, destruction of the field has started. Uh demolition, construction, whatever. We'll mm-hmm. we won't be back at BMO um until May. Instead May first. Beginning of May. Beginning of May, May. After our time on the road mm-hmm. with less bye weeks since there will be
2: Yes, gonna be an even number of teams next year, so no need for bye weeks. So great. So yeah. It can be like eight or nine games in saying. before we start playing at home. <laughs> I wonder mm-hmm. if a
0: skydome match or two will be thrown in. You'd hope know, not. I'd hope not. I'd rather, I, I I rather I they play on the
2: I mean, The thing is, you know, they're putting all this money into the stadium. They, they don't want to be playing games at the Rogers. They want to be start maximizing all this uh, you know, fancy Newness. tunnel club money. Because if
0: there's one thing I noticed from the match on the weekend, this club needs 8,400 more seats.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, on with the show. back to Cali, Cali, Cali. I'm going back to Cali. I don't
3: think so. I'm going back to Cali. 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 I'm going back to Cali. I don't think so. going back to Cali. stylish. All
1: right. Oh, yeah, we have to play a game this weekend, don't we?
3: Mm-hmm. Hey.
1: So in one of the scarier games that we're going to play this year and that potentially means something, well, for another week anyway, uh, we're going up against a very informed LA Galaxy. They're a super club. And here to tell us all about that is Duncan Fletcher.
2: Thank you, Kristen. So, uh, did everyone watch the Galaxy take apart the Red Bulls on Sunday? I did. That was fun. Feeling good about TFC's chances? Terrified. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The Galaxy are a remarkably good team, uh, especially their their current form. A few random stats for you. They're tied with Seattle, top of the league, with 57 points. Since the World Cup break, they've got 12 wins, 4 ties, and only 2 defeats outscoring other teams 47-20 in that time. Since their last defeat, they've got 23 points from the last nine games. They've won five straight at home by a combined score of 18-2. Add in an away game at Chivas, and that's 21-2 over six games at the Home Depot Centre. Uh, in their four other home games against Eastern Conference teams, they've won 4-1, 5-1, 4-1 and 4-0.
3: That's
2: it Yeah, there's some preposterous uh, numbers there. Um, the attack, it's obviously about the, the three big names, Robbie Keane, Landon Donovan and Jayassi Jardes. Uh, Donovan hes generally playing on the left of midfield with license to get forward uh, when and where he likes. Allowed that by the presence of Janinho and Marcelo Sarvas in the middle, with Baggio Hasidic generally on the right side. Donovan, of course, is having a, a great last season, really ramping it up after his World Cup snub and retirement announcement. Uh, It'll be Keane and Jardes up front, Though it's fairly nominal with Keane, as he's often dropping back, almost interchangeable with Donovan coming forward. Uh, Jardes is the quicker player to run onto through balls from either Keane or Donovan, stretching the defence, making sure they can't press too high up, thus creating space for Donovan and Keane to do their thing. Uh, As Greg Vanney noted in the Portland post-game press conference, if TFC leave as much room in front of their defence for these guys to run up the defence like Portland did, will be in serious trouble. If you're wondering where the XTFC tfc player threat comes from, well, they we also recently added the option of Alan Gordon. Uh, they've usually brought him on as a second-half sub, bringing in a more physical approach against a defence that's uh, got used to the trickier shape-shifting attack. He'd he kind of old and beaten up at San Jose, but he's uh, been rejuvenated since joining the Galaxy, scoring four goals and adding an assist. Um, yeah, a lot of trouble up front. How about at the back? Well, they've conceded the fewest goals in the league. So uh, there's not much hope there. In fact, their goal difference is plus 32. Oh my God. Uh, more than a goal a game. The, the next person in the league, 12. Oh 12. What are we at? <laughs> Minus three, I think, right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Indeed. The uh, defense mainly about the center-back partnership of Omar Gonzalez and A.J. De La Gaza. who have uh, been a formidable partnership for a few years now. Uh, fullback, Dan has had a great year at right back, and, uh, he's a threat to get assists as well with his crossing from out wide. And they've survived the loss of Todd Dunavin quite handily as Robbie Rogers has, uh, finally found a place in the team there and thrived this season. Uh, in goal, it's only, uh, Jaime Pinedo. who has got, uh, 100 caps for Panama. So no big deal. Nothing special. And, uh, oh yeah, it's Bruce Arena on the bench who has, a uh, mere 120 times as many pro head coaching wins under his belts, uh, as compared to Greg Vanney, so um, yeah, best not to expect too much from this one. Back to you, Kristen. Thanks, Tuck.
1: <laughs> yeah, watching them play the Red Bulls and carve up their defense was terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I, I and I ask this as a question. Like, not expecting serious answers or really any answer, do, but do we have a reasonable hope of getting anything resembling a positive result in
2: this game? not beyond the cliches of anything can happen and they yeah. play the game for a reason and all that I and the beauty is of, of winning these last two games, we don't really need anything, I Think no one's expecting it and if we get a point, three points that'd be nice, but you know, we can lose this game and we're still in okay shape if we'd lost either of these last two games and we right. would have been thinking, alright, you know, we need to be getting a point at least from this game so you know, we can lose this, we're still okay
0: well, anything can happen. That's it why can. they play these games. True, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but no, let's not be safe. I, I mean, you throw in the cross continental trip on top of everything, which, mm-hmm. are, which is always a treat for you know, and maybe even affected Portland last
2: week as well. Yeah, I mean, we got to play Portland at ten a.m. We have to play L.A. at ten thirty p.m. Essentially. Yeah. Going by ones... I, I mean that. Time's on the so only person to...
0: that appeals to is Jermaine Defoe, because that's when he comes out to shine.
2: <laughs> that's a good point.
0: But, no, like you said. I mean,
2: he likes the night-night thing. He likes, likes to movie. Thing. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, because of the grabbing two wins, people will forgive. I think the only thing they might want to avoid is a right? New York-esque yeah. slaughter, because that can damage your... Your fragile psyche, m- your fragile psyche, yes. momentum, et cetera. So yeah, avoiding that. Just not rolling over would be good. Going in, putting in a tough effort. And try to come out with your
1: heads fairly held high. But that's what I fear because I just don't see any, I just, I, I, I look at TFC and New York side by side.
3: And New York's New, a better team. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They are. Uh, I just, this game terrifies me. It does, and yeah, you're right. It won't knock them out of whatever playoff push they're on uh, entirely, but I do you don't like to see your team get destroyed and I admit maybe we're being too fatalistic I just, if you've watched LA the last while, you know how good they are
0: maybe they used up all our goals
1: <laughs> that was the line yeah. right there that was it
2: there we go there, we're done now <laughs>
0: all right. of two halves.
1: Uh-huh. 110% <laughs> alright, I'm just in a little little wrap up for this week's show this weekend, uh, is Nuit Blanche. I know. How excited is everyone? Oh, oh, there we go. oh yeah, uh, I know. You I have mean, your, I'm... your whole plan to stay up really late, night before, so you can, yeah, of course. I'm mm-hmm. a Red Bull enema. Mm-hmm. Ooh, <laughs> that'll do it. <laughs> um, wow. This year, however, TFC are not playing at home, since they are, of course, in LA, which has always been kind of fun to stumble out of TFC games and see what art installations you, you wander into through the night, or not. Uh however, if t f c were to have an installation at Nui Blanche, what would they have
0: uh just a big t v on a street corner where people can get gather at ten thirty at night to watch t f c get blanked at night hey Nui blo <laughs> <yeah.
3: laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm going with an installation. It's called The Wall of Honor. Uh, it's an interactive exhibit where you know anyone can go in and you've got a little machine. You just put in your name, you choose a number, and it prints out a big cardboard TFC jersey, essentially. And you get to put that on the Wall of Honor. Um, it's basically a, a withering commentary on uh, the fleeting nature of fame and the arbitrary fluid definition of honor in today's society as a whole.
3: Wow. <laughs>
1: Thank like you, it. David Hoffman. <laughs> yes. uh, as for me, uh, a hedge maze with no exit. Every Ooh. dead end in turn features the photo of yet another ex-red or former coach. So you are faced <laughs> with the futility of our past. And then when you get to the center where you are trapped and can't get out, as more and more gather. In the center of that is a hologram with Mo Johnson in a shower of money laughing.
0: Are you confusing this with Halloween night?
3: <laughs> no,
2: that sounds very newy Blanche. Oh, huh?
0: right. By the way, Red Bull Anima, one of my favorite stores in Harrison, New Jersey.
2: Nice, yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I think the TFC's entire existence is just one long art project, a Dison uh, Blanche or Tenure Blanche, if mm. you will. Uh, test of loyalty and how far humans will fight futility, <laughs> how much disappointment they can withstand. Uh, the reward for those. Unwitting participants who make it all the way to the end of 10 years, they get to see their team fold and the stadium given over to the Argos. It's bleak. Mm.
1: It's still be more mm. like of a
2: science experiment than an art. But,
3: uh.
1: <laughs> all right, folks, that is it for this week. And uh, join us next week when we look ahead to the Houston and New York games and, of course, dissect what I'm sure is a terrifying loss to L.A. Mm. Hopefully I'm wrong. I'm probably not, though. No. Uh, Until then, you can find us on the interwebs at the Orkies 1812, Mr. Tony Walsh. Goodbye. And the Twitters at Duncan D. Fletcher. Mr. Duncan Fletcher.
2: Goodbye. That's so (laughs) confusing.
1: That's for me. You can find me on the internet at KZ Knowles. I am Christian Knowles, your host. Until next week, Toronto, get used to it.
0: Well, we invested in that Duncan soundboard <laughs> <I
2: know>. yes <laughs>
3: beep beep beep
2: beep that, that funk. hello
1: uh, goodbye
2: that's good work yeah you can take
0: a three week vacation with this. <laughs> I think uh. I will <laughs>
2: Precky, I mean, I can, I can totally see why it went wrong. Oh, Because sure, he was completely but. the wrong man to be put into that fucking country club of an organization. Absolutely. But he's exactly what that team needed at that time. Yeah.
3: What that,
2: what He'd stayed there now. being able to do his thing, bringing his, his plumbers that everyone looks down at, like Dan Gagan, Nicola Brock, and Jacob Peterson. They're all doing all right for themselves. A lot of good things. Chad Barrett flourished under Precky. Nana Radakura, what's happened to him since Precky mm-hmm. left? Nothing. I feel eventually he would have won out. He's got probably about two or three years best before date, but I think he would have set down a very solid foundation and got us to the playoffs yeah. a couple of times. And he eventually gets fired because everyone's sick of him. Someone else comes in, builds on that, and blah, 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 blah. But yes, we would be in a much better place.
0: Even without Mo would have been an interesting.
2: Well, yeah, ideally, get rid of Mo and keep Brecky. It's, yeah.
0: it's the other guys, it's not necessarily the American guys he brought in. Labraca like and Peterson and Gargan and say, it's all that other shit that Moe was bringing in Martin Saric and well
2: yeah who like who was who exactly Saric and Yussenov and Usenov all those guys yeah. Kind of yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure
0: yeah. yeah it would have been interesting if if it would have been his show
2: and yeah you know Dero and Guzman don't like it fine then fuck off
0: yeah, they fucked up anyway yeah exactly well, eventually yeah, yeah. yes
2: yeah. didn't it work out fantastically to to put everything in with those guys rather than the manager yes.
3: Always, it always works
2: that way. We
0: know what the players man. Mm-hmm. Interesting bit of revisionist history. <laughs> sure.
1: <laughs> the winner for this week is a new entrant. Welcome for playing. Oh, welcome, welcome for. The, play. Hey, hey, everybody! Welcome for playing. <laughs> Damn
0: it! Now the Haitians will never listen to the show. They've only been listening to learn <laughs> the Yes, yeah. Yes. We were an ESL project in Port of Prince.
2: Now, everyone in Haiti <laughs> is going to say, well, oh, welcome if, for. Oh. <laughs> if you, oh, you check out Haitian Twitter tomorrow, ah. hashtag welcome <laughs> for playing.
3: <laughs> it's going to be all the rage. Yep. That's it. It's an
2: allowed in. thing. am yeah. He never drops off the top downs. <laughs> yeah.
0: Back to you, Borat. <laughs> what do you think? Jerk. What are you in the Haitians tonight? Uh, she
3: not know? Yeah, we talked about this on group chat.
0: How, how we need to check the SoundCloud. We <laughs> oh, had two listeners <laughs> from right. Haiti. Right. United States, Hong <laughs> Kong, <laughs> Kong, Saudi Arabia!
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hong
2: Kong! Look, look. Oh they're, wow, they're, they're during the great great revolution? We, oh, we might wow. have started something. <laughs> there we go. we wow. want access to
0: this! <laughs> Mexico.
2: Two Haitians last week. And two Mexicans. And didn't come back... That the, the Frenchman, Frenchman hasn't come back.
1: Yeah,
3: he
0: had enough.
1: Were you talking about Laurent Robert? now?
0: No, <laughs> 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 I expected one thing from this. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and oddly enough, we probably didn't mention Leslie Falinga, which sucks because we've probably mentioned him a few times in other podcasts.
1: Mm-hmm. This is true.
2: Ooh, the Toronto FC weekly release.
1: Oh. What are they releasing now? <laughs> oh, <okay.
2: laughs> Pivotal comeback victory puts Toronto FC back in playoff picture. Uh (gasps) What? No. And the Kia Toronto FC Senior Academy academy team defeated the Kingston Clippers this past weekend by an 11-0 score. It really sounded like you were saying Senior Kevin. That's that's the team
0: who has the old lady cutting (laughs) (laughs) coupons.
2: The Kingston Kataraki (laughs) Clippers. (laughs) She's going. 11-0 though, really? That's <laughs> yes, pretty sad. That's, that's right. I don't have time to stop these shots. There are, <laughs> there are
1: coupons to play. It's double-off day. Leave me alone.